Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with February 5th, 1911, Part 2, pages 74 and 75. February 5th, 1911, Part 2. We are determined to work for the Church with the help of people of goodwill who are organized for this purpose. To be more effective, we must learn to moderate meetings and to speak in public. We have to learn to listen to what people are saying and to grasp their line of thought, discern their intentions, and deduce their aims. We should listen calmly and with composure, without betraying emotion or irritation, not even obvious pleasure so that no one would be able to read our thoughts and opinions in our facial expression. We should be careful not to repeat in different words what others have already said. Our speech should be brief and to the point. In evaluating a suggestion, we should offer arguments for and against, indicating the worth of each so that we do not appear biased. We must never deviate from Catholic doctrine and principles. If it becomes clear that we cannot defend our Catholic convictions publicly because this may arouse bad feelings and may make matters worse, then it is wiser to remain silent and in spirit to pray to God to repair the damage. But wherever we can, and as much as we can, we should not miss the opportunities to proclaim what is Catholic, to defend Catholic teaching, and the life and organization of the Church. While speaking, we should be very careful not to attack or offend anyone. We must remain very courteous. We should maintain our own convictions, but at the same time display the greatest charity toward people of opposing views. We will be able to draw others to God and to the truth only by the sincerity of our convictions, the strength of our faith, and the ardor of our love, not by quarreling, arguing, or insulting others. Particularly in discussions raised over a difference of opinion, let us be careful to keep in mind by what spirit we should be governed. Is it not the spirit of Christ? Then we must be careful not to merit Christ's censure. You do not know what spirit you are made of. When preparing for meetings, it is a good thing to have the agenda ready ahead of time, including the major proposals and matters for discussion so that everything be con- conducted in an orderly manner and the meeting meetings not become long, drawn-out affairs that tire the participants and waste their time. On visits, even brief ones, the brothers should take advantage of every opportunity to be of use to people, to help and encourage them in doing good, to raise their minds to God. We should look for occasions to be of service to others, Priests should willingly hear confessions, preach the word of God, teach religion to children and adults, give retreats, and so on. Lay brothers, too, should be useful in whatever way they can to draw people to God. In the confessional, priests should keep in mind that whatever they may whisper into the ear of their penitents may later be made public and revealed to everyone. Confessors must be careful to attract penitents not to themselves, but rather to God. 
charity and sincere compassion ought to fill the hearts of confessors and take precedence over all other feelings. Their greatest desire should be to bring people closer to God. When possible, they should not only give their penitence absolution, but also be willing to give spiritual direction. Religious ought to shun vain glory like fire, because pride and ambition have a way of creeping into the monastery concealed under the guise of good works and good intentions. That is why we have made a special promise to God to avoid high office and honors. The evil spirit, disguising his evil purpose under the veil of goodness, sometimes offers us high positions, stressing their untold advantages for doing good. He even unsettles our conscience by trying to persuade us that in refusing this position, we will cause great harm to the church and to souls. We must be careful not to permit the evil spirit to deceive us. Are high positions the only places where we can work? We can do much more good by following Christ, by observing our rule, and by obeying our superiors. In the second part of the entry, Blessed George reflects on important skills the members should develop in order to lead people to Christ. He lived during a difficult time politically. There were ethnic and nationalistic tensions. During his lifetime, he was accused of favoring one group over another, and then accused by the opposite side of favoring the other group. He couldn't win. So he learned to speak carefully so as not to be accused of favoritism. He wanted the Marians to not take sides politically. This would only serve to alienate many people and prevent us from bringing all to Christ. He also has some very practical suggestions here on how to organize meetings in an orderly manner, how to be useful and of service to people spiritually, how to confess people effectively. He then cautions, cautions us to remain humble and to not seek earthly glory. This is a dangerous trap of the devil. The Marians to this day have a point in our directory regarding accepting higher offices. We should try to avoid them. In fact, we are told to refuse them and only accept them uh, under obedience to a superior and to the vote of the general and his council. So in this way, we can serve our congregation. Blessed George never wanted to become a bishop. He desired to serve as a simple religious. He eventually had to accept the office of bishop, but he tirelessly continued to work on the renovation of the Marians and on the founding of two women's religious communities, the Sisters of the Poor of the Immaculate Conception and the Sisters of the Eucharist. His heart was in the consecrated life. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace 
and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.